Welcome to the Fidget TV Network. This is Elder Newson. Uh, we want to welcome all of you as subscribers to our YouTube and Facebook social media channels. We just want to uh, extend our uh, thank you to each and every one of our listening audience. And we want to say to the people of God, please continue to follow us as we expound on the word of God on a weekly basis. Our air times are on Monday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. And on Wednesdays, we start at about 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Please join us there weekly on Friday. We have our prayer touch and agree hour. So if you have any prayer requests or any petitions that you'd like to have uh, connected or touch and agree with, please join us there. We hope to see you soon. So remember to subscribe and we hope to see you there. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you on this wonderful Wednesday. We bring you greetings in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the head of our life. Uh, we want to honor our leader, Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, Sr. of our Pentecostal Power Church, and to our First Lady, Lady Paulette Murchison, and to my own lovely wife, Missionary Janice Newsom, and to all of you. To all of our viewers and subscribers, we want to thank and praise God for you joining us on the broadcast today. And so we uh, have a, a very, very uh, important topic as we talk about church discipline on today. Uh, we want to say um, we uh, uh, did some more uh, studying uh, concerning this topic, and there's just a whole lot that snowballs into this, but we're going to try to simplify it as uh best as possible to uh, narrate uh, two or three perspectives about church discipline because it, it can get broad, but we want to deal with the two or three perspectives that has to deal with the believer and uh, has to deal with uh, our character and how we uh, should possess our vessels in sanctification and in honor. And so as we uh, go through this lesson plan on this week, we want you to stay with us. We're going to try to be as brief as possible today, uh, but we want to uh, go to uh, several scriptures uh, to show you uh, some of the things that we have uh, discovered in the scripture dealing with church discipline. And there's so many things when we were in uh, Corinthians here, five, first Corinthians chapter five. And we're going to uh, go there later today. And so we're going to go into a brief word of prayer as we pray for uh, the various people, God, as we are praying for uh, healing, as we're praying for God to intervene, as we're praying for God to uh, strengthen the body of Christ and encourage those uh, that are discouraged, those that are going through different things. We're asking the saints to touch and agree and pray with us today that we might pray for the body of believers everywhere. Uh that the Lord may uh, meet them at their point of need and also uh, help them uh, and strengthen them in what they're going through. 
And that's one of the things that we want to pray for. I want to pray that God will continue to uh, bless my sister, Luvenia, that God will continue to touch and strengthen her body, uh, as well as uh, all of our family members, uh, especially some of our unsaved loved ones, nieces and nephews and things of that nature. Let us pray for them that God will continue to uh, be merciful and uh, trouble their mind that they have no peace or rest in their wrongdoing, but they will come back into the knowledge uh, of God by returning back. Those that know the Lord and those that don't know him will get to know him. And so that's one of our, our prayer requests on today. Uh, continue to uh, pray for the Lee family, pray for Deacon Tony, Mr. Arthur Lee, uh, pray for our First Lady, Lady Paulette Murchison, and the entire Lee family. Uh, let us continue to pray one for another. Uh, pray for all of our evangelists, mothers, uh, deacons, evangelists, and the ministerial body. Remember our senior bishop, Bishop Floyd Scott, and our presider, assistant presider, uh, Bishop Dr. Charles Bennett, and Bishop Webb and Mother Webb and their uh, families. Let us pray for them. And let us continue to pray for those behind prison walls, those that are sick, shut in in nursing homes and those that are, are in situations where they need uh, deliverance. And so that's what we want to be praying that God will grant deliverance to all of those that are seeking God for deliverance. And so we're going to go uh, into the word of the Lord uh, after this prayer. Uh, let us continue to pray for Bishop and Mother Bullock, uh, Bishop and Mother Prather. Let us pray for them uh, and all of those. There was a family that asked for prayer and uh, there was someone online reached out uh, to us and requested prayer. And so we want to pray uh, earnestly for those families that are in need of prayer. And one young uh, family has uh, their son in ICU uh, that was hit. Uh, and so let us pray that God would touch and heal uh, him and grant him with a speedy recovery. And so let us go before his throne and then we'll go into the scriptures on today. Eternal God, our Savior, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before thee and before thy throne, O Lord, thanking you, Lord God, for your manifold blessings that you bestowed upon us. We thank you, Lord, for, oh God, just being a great God. We thank you, Lord, for being a merciful Savior. We thank you, Lord, hallelujah, for the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, we thank you, oh God, for how you've kept us and watched over us throughout, oh God, on last night as we slept and slumbered, you, oh God, watched over us and kept us. And we want to give you thanks and praise, oh God, for life, health, and strength and the use and activity of our limbs. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, for the body of Christ and the, every believer, oh God, that has come on the broadcast to support and help us, oh God, and touch and agree through this prayer that, oh God, the needs might be met uh, for the prospective families. We pray that you would touch them now, encourage them now in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we need you, oh God, to continue to grant us, oh God, with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And, oh God, grant us with increase as we, oh God, come to you, oh God, humbly as we know how, oh God, in repentance, oh God, forgive us of any and every sin, oh God, that we may have committed or may not known that we committed. Forgive us, Lord, as we forgive those that trespass against us. And Heavenly Father, we pray, oh God, that your blood will cover each and every believer today, oh God, as we go through this particular, oh God, subject, oh God, in the name of Jesus, touch the hearts of the people, God, that they might, oh God, understand Oh, God, 
how we are to be disciplined through walking and abiding in your holy word. Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory, honor, and praise, and we thank you for it now. And we decree and declare deliverance. We de decree and declare, declare victory upon your people in the mighty name of Jesus to the glory of God. And we thank you. And we forever give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So we thank God for uh, the prayer that's been prayed. And so now we want to take a moment and go into the word of the Lord. And uh, one of the first scriptures that we want to call is going to be in First Timothy. We were in Corinthians on yesterday's First Corinthians uh, chapter five, where Paul was condemning uh, immorality in the church. And we condemn it as well. But that's not where we're going to stay. We're going to talk about some other things uh, because Paul uh, was talking about um, sometimes uh, different uh, leaders in the church were kind of not taking the fast track approach uh, with dealing with the sin problem in the church. And he wanted to talk to those uh, and wanted them to know that um, uh, to ignore uh, uh, church issues uh, could cause uh, grave conflict to the body of Christ. I'll put it like that. And so uh, Paul uh, wanted uh, to, you know, inform the leaders and those that were of the uh, Corinthian church that uh, uh, that people were um, uh uh, to be sinless, uh, but he wasn't expecting them to be sinless because he was teaching them uh, the word of God and he was uh, allowing them to grow in the word of God. And so meaning that in the growth process, as we were talking about on last night, uh, there may be mistakes made, but mature, strong believers do not practice immoral behavior. And this is what we want to make sure that we get clearly clarified that uh, it's not in the believer once they're born again of the water and of the spirit to practice. Hmm? Practice wrongdoing. Take special note to what I'm sharing with you. We do not practice the sin because John chapter 2, 1 John 2, he tells us plainly, little children sin not. Hmm? But he says, if you sin, you have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So it just may be a possibility that you may have the tendency to sin, but it should not be uh, the first initial response of a believer. And so the first thing we don't do and the first thing we should not do is respond after the flesh. We should walk in the spirit, according to Paul in Romans. He says in Romans 8, he says, therefore, now there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So it's important for us as believers to strive uh, with everything we have uh, to walk in the spirit. And I just want to let you know, Paul was very, very clear on this point. As we get ready to go over to First uh, Timothy, we're going to go to First Timothy chapter two, but we want to make sure 
that the people of God uh, have clarification on what we're sharing with you according uh, to the word of, of the Lord. And so we're going to go to uh, one passage of scripture here, which is found in, uh, let's see, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2, uh, and let's take a look at a few things here. Uh, let's see. 1 Timothy chapter 2, and we'll go through about maybe, I don't know, we'll see what uh, 2 and 1 through 6. We'll read, take a little reading here. Uh, yeah, we'll go to about uh, verse 6. Let's do that, 1 through 6. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2. I'm sorry, I'm... I'm uh, Gave you the wrong uh, first scripture. Second Timothy chapter two and verse number one through six. That's what we want to get. Second Timothy chapter two, verse number one through six. All right. Go with us there. And we're going to put the scripture on the screen for you. And he says here to Timothy, Paul says to Timothy, he encourages Timothy as we encourage the believers today. He says, therefore, he says, thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. He admonishes them to be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Now, notice we don't have uh, no strength anywhere else. But he tells them to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I thought that was uh, very, very uh, good for Paul to uh, admonish the believer to be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ because that's where we're going to get and gain the most beneficial uh, power and also edification to the body of Christ when we be strong in the Lord. Because if we walk uh, according to the word of God, it would enable us to be strong, okay? And so it's very important that we be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that is in Christ. So we gotta be strong in the grace that is in Christ, all right? Because the grace of God brings salvation. And so since God brought salvation, we can be strong in that grace, hmm? And we have to abide in that grace uh, with the right fruits and the right attitude. All right. So the reason why I say that we have to have the right fruit and right attitude is because we have to reflect or we that are born of the incorruptible seed should reflect Christ being Christ like. He said they were first called Christians at Antioch because they had Christ like behavior. And so if our behavior is not becoming to be like Christ, then then we're not walking in the grace of God. All right. And so it's very important that we walk in the grace of God. And he says here in verse number two, he says, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. And this kind of alludes to a point I was sharing yesterday. Um, we must be faithful so we can demonstrate it 
to others how to be faithful. It's very important. Our faithfulness is very, very uh, valuable. It's, it's a very, very valuable uh, commodity for the believer is to be faithful to God, be faithful to the things of God, be faithful in the Lord, praise God. Hmm? And he says, and the things, uh, I'm going to get it and put it on the screen for you. Second Timothy two and two, he says, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. So we have a responsibility to demonstrate what's been taught to us and what's been handed down to us. Who shall be able? Now we, now this is, this is growth here and development. Who should be able to teach others also? We should not stay on milk forever. Hmm? We should not stay on the bottle forever, but we should get to a point where we can grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we should be able to teach others also. And this is why it's, it's, it's very, very important. You know, this is very important for the believer, you know, that we would uh, take these particular uh, attributes and demonstrate them in our walk because somebody's looking at our life. Now we're going to go to our next scripture, uh, which is in verse three. And he tells him and he admonishes him uh, in this particular uh, book here in this verse, you know, concerning discipline. He says, he referenced soldier here. He says, therefore, uh, he says, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He goes and he deals with uh, the analogy of a soldier. You know, he demonstrates the, the attributes of a soldier. You know, the soldier must be disciplined and must follow orders, must follow instruction, must uh, must obey command, praise God. Hmm? And must also, hallelujah, glory to God, must also demonstrate patience. Hmm? And it's very important to be a soldier. You have to be disciplined uh, to all the different things that will keep that soldier alive in the warfare. And this is a spiritual warfare. And if uh, we're going to stay alive spiritually, we must abide in the things that God has commanded us through the apostles uh, of the church so that we can also uh, be victorious in this war, in this spiritual warfare, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So it's very important that we uh, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, look at this. He says, therefore, he says, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So when we look at this scripture, he says, as a good soldier. Some soldiers are not good soldiers. You can still, and I know somebody going to have some questions about this. Uh, you can be a soldier in Christ but you don't necessarily qualify to be a good soldier unless you have the proper discipline. I want to make sure I make this plain. 
You might be in the army and uh, you got plenty of people in the army and some went AWOL. Hmm? Absent without leave. Hmm? Some were disqualified. Hmm? Some got uh, uh, DOJ, dishonorable, well, DOD rather, dishonor, dishonorable discharge. You know, some, some got the DHD, dishonorable discharge. And so there's things that happen over here on this side. And so everybody is not disciplined. Everybody's not a good soldier. And we must learn how to follow after Christ, how to follow after wholesome spiritual leaders that demonstrate Christ-like character and attitude. So it's very important that we adhere to these different things because otherwise, if we pick up the attitude that we're going to do what we want to do, when you get in guards, when you get when you get in the Lord's army, army, you cannot do everything that you want to do. We have a responsibility. Let's go to the next verse so you can see what I'm talking about. And I'm slow rolling it on purpose. Second Timothy uh, chapter two and verse number four. He says, no man. Look at the discipline here. No man that ward entangle himself with the affairs of this life. Yeah. Now we in the world and we not of the world, but he says no man that ward entangle himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him. Praise God. Who he had chosen him to be a soldier. Let me read that again. Second Timothy two and four. No man that ward entangle himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. God called him to be a soldier. And it's very important. That he walk in the concept of God's divine order and plan for his life. It's very important because God had called you and he called you into the hope of this calling, huh? that you might have a holy calling. And if the calling, since the calling is a holy calling, then we must not get tangled in this life. Hmm? We can't get a tangled in the affairs of this life that conflicts with God's divine will. There's we're in the world, we're not of the world. There's things we can do, but we don't we don't riot. We don't uh oh Lord, you know, we don't cause havoc as believers. Hmm? We've been called to peace. Hmm? And so we're not the ones to cause the uproar as believers. And so we must be disciplined in all walks of our life so that we are going to walk in obedience to God's word. I want to go to a scripture here uh, because somebody may want to know, how can I be strong in the grace of the Lord? Uh, we're saved by grace, according to Ephesians, 
Uh, and we live, we should live by the grace that's been given to us. But this means to completely uh, trust Christ, his power, and not live in your strength. Oh, glory be to God. I know I'm, I'm messing with something right now. It's to completely trust Christ and not live in your strength. Hmm? Because if we live in our strength, we're not going to trust God. Hmm? And this is why Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 are trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. When you walk in your own strength, hmm, and we can't live as Christians or live this Christian life in our own strength, but it must be by the power of God, by faith, huh? By faith, we must walk this walk. Hmm? Look at this now. If we're going to completely trust him, we must understand the world values is not the same values as the body of Christ. Hmm? The world values is not the same values as the church, as, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is. It's not. The world has its own set of values, hmm? and they are changing laws every day to fit their own evil desires. But God, he changed not. Hmm? And this is why it's very important for us to have church discipline. If the church consistently follow advice of the world or follow advice of, oh Lord, of those that are not spiritual, which the church is not following, but as believers, we should not follow every trend and everything that comes out that the world lays out. Hmm? We should be uh, the trendsetters, praise God. As believers, we should be the trendsetters. And all of the disciples that cause the root word disciple are disciplined enough, should be disciplined, need to be equipped hmm, to pass on what they believe, pass on their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So there are some things that we should pass on because the world is passing on trends, methods, hmm? and different objectives, so should the body of Christ. It's not a sin. And this is why you can uh, you can look at Jesus when he says to the apostles, he says, now, uh, greater work should you do because I go to the Father. Now, we know that greater work that he was talking about, it was not talking about surpassing the work that God did on Calvary Cross. But he was dealing with carrying the gospel message to the entire world, to the entire globe. And this is what he was talking about when he talked about greater works, because there was nothing that man could do to bring salvation uh, for himself. Praise God. We needed a savior. Huh? And I want to let you know today that we must pass on our faith. Huh? In the work that we have done, we must pass it on. 
Huh? And it's not, our work is not done until believers are telling other believers about the good news. So a lot of times we, we, we think our work is done because, you know, your church is built, uh, you got members, uh, you know, you got a program going on, you got this happening, you got that happening, but the work is not done because the harvest is true, truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. And so it's very important that we keep working very diligently and disciplined enough to, to set aside our busy schedules and our busy times and tell somebody about the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm? He says here in 2 Timothy 2 and 5, he says, and if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully? He says, the husbandman that laboring must first, must be first partakers of the first fruit. I want to stop right there as I exhort you because when we're talking about discipline, we must be wholesome stewards that show a godly example of what it means to be disciplined. And sometimes we say, you know, being disciplined is just coming to church on time, showing up, being in the service for half the time you sleep. Hmm? You sitting back in the service while the, Bible, while the pastor teaching Bible class and you sleep. That's not the kind of discipline we're talking about. The kind of discipline we're talking about as we're talking about taking in the teachings of Christ from good, powerful teachers and taking that to the world, taking that message to the world that others may have the opportunity to learn according to Ephesians 4 and 12 and 13. Hmm? And so we need to take a look at this. Uh, he was telling Timothy here, Paul was telling Timothy here that uh, as he preached was to teach also and that he would face suffering. Are we disciplined enough to face opposition? Are we disciplined enough to face, oh Lord, criticism? Huh? He had to be willing and disciplined enough. Huh? And Paul used these examples. He used the farmer. They disciplined themselves. Oh, Lord, they disciplined themselves to labor in the field. And when they labor in the field, they have to break the ground up and get the stones out the way. They have to work the ground. After they work the ground, they got to put a seed in the ground. Hmm? One planet, one water, but God give them the creed. After they put the seed in the ground, they may even water it a few times, but they can't water it all year long because they don't have enough water supply. And so they have to wait for God for the increase. And we got to be disciplined enough that after the message, the good news of the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ have been sown in the hearts of men and women and boys and girls and to, to humanity, 
we must have enough discipline to wait on God to give the increase. Oh, glory be to God. It's very important. And we must understand, as he talked about the farmer, as he talks about the soldier, as Paul talks about the athlete, they had to train and discipline themselves to be ready. Hmm? When it was time for battle, when it was time to race, when it was time to put, uh, uh, put forth their skill. Look at this. We must be disciplined. Huh? And be willing to sacrifice whatever that's needed to be sacrificed to achieve the expected result. According to Matthew 28, 19, he said, go into all the world, uh, you know, preaching the gospel, you know, telling every creature about this good news. Hmm? And so it's very important. We got to be willing and disciplined enough to put our stuff aside and take care of the Lord Jesus Christ business. Hmm? We can't let, oh, we can't let the Lord business lay to the, lay to the side while we go deal with other things that's, uh, that's not going to uh, place us in eternal life. Hmm? Just like the farmer, we must work extremely hard, but we got to keep going despite of the heat. Huh? Glory be to God. Somebody had to work in the heat on yesterday. It was 100 here in Wisconsin. And I believe I didn't hear nobody say they took off. Hmm? I didn't. Oh, Lord have mercy. And here's the thing. We'll take off from church for any little thing. We break a fingernail and we'll take off from church. Hmm? Oh, I stumped my toe. I can't come today. Hmm? We'll find any reason and excuse to put the Lord's business on hold. But somehow, miraculously, and I'm talking about discipline, somehow, miraculously, we'll get up and we'll drag into that salt mine and work for that job all day long that's going to give us a temporal check. And then it'll be spent in a week or so, if not in a day. But we got to understand that we are over here for eternal life. And the only way we're going to gain eternal life, we must be disciplined enough to keep working, praise God. And I want to encourage you believers, I want to encourage you saints to never give up. You got to keep going. Hmm? Because suffering is a part of this. Hmm? Because one day you're going to experience victory. If you stay you stay faithful to God, you're going to experience victory. I want to say this. There is a vision of winning. And we have to see the 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 the, the winning or, uh, or or the race has been won through Christ already, but we must continue to work until uh our day is done. Now I want to encourage you all suffering that you go through in this life will be made worthwhile. So this is why discipline is so important. Hmm? The Bible says the race is not given to the swift, neither the battle to the strong, but he that endured to the end. So you got to have enough in you to hold on and wait on the Lord. Hmm? 
and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So it's very important. It will be made worthwhile by your goals that you have set to wait on God, winning other people to Christ. Huh? You eventually going to be rewarded for your labors. Hmm? And so we must know that God rewards the laborer. And this is why he tells us in 1 Corinthians, and I want to get it here. I want to get it, and then we're going to close. We're closing now. I want to get 1 Corinthians 15. Let me get it and exhort you today. 1 Corinthians 15, and uh, well, let me just get it for you. First Corinthians 15, and we're going to go 15. Let's see. We'll go through quite a few scriptures here. We're going to First Corinthians 15 and 50. I want you to see something here as I encourage you. Saints, keep working. Be encouraged. Be disciplined enough to stay in the race. Look at this. Don't forfeit your victory too early. Hmm? Look at this. He says here, now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood, we got to be disciplined, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither do a corruption inherit corruption. We can't even allow our flesh to be petted to the point where every little thing stop us from serving God. Hmm? Every little thing. Oh, I got a migraine headache. I can't come to church now. But you go to work and you work all day with the headache. Look at this. I want you to see something. Yeah, I just I want you I want you to see this um, in the scripture. He says, "Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed." He says, "In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump." For the trumpet shall sound. Oh, glory be to God. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. This is the hope of the believer. Hmm? Don't lose sight and focus. Be disciplined enough to know there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is a reward waiting for the believer. Huh? Paul said, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. I finished my course. Hmm? But look at it. He says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 53, he says, For this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall it be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Glory! Ah, oh, this is worth fighting for. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. You need to go out and tell somebody today they are worth fighting for. Oh, glory to God. Huh? Because they're going to experience victory if they stay in this Christian race. Look at this now. He says in 55, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Oh, we got to know and be encouraged. Oh, if, if I'm sick and, and, and if it just be God's will that I don't get well, I'm headed to a place called victory. Glory. 
Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I'm feeling good today. Y'all can see that. I'm headed to a place called victory because this life here ain't it for me. Because if this life was it for me, then we all men most miserable. Hmm? But I'm headed to a place called victory. Glory. Look at this. He says here in 56, he says, the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. I want to encourage you as I close. I'm closing right now. First Corinthians 15 and 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for Jesus. Hmm? Huh? I'm headed to a place called victory because where Christ is, that's where my victory going to be. Glory. I want to let you know. Look at this. He says here, but thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Be encouraged, saints, and have enough discipline to keep suffering and toiling for the Lord and for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look at this. He says here, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. I feel myself running right now. Oh, glory to God. He says, but he says, therefore, my beloved brethren, hmm? be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. Don't decline in your laboring for God. Hmm? Bishops, pastors, elders, faithful saints of God, keep working until your day is done. Hmm? He says here, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, glory, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It's not in vain, saints. And these are the faithful words of your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. I want to let you know why the enemy working on your mind. And I know he working on some folks, working on their mind to make them think it ain't worth at all. It ain't worth fighting for. Working on their mind, making them think they should throw in the towel. But I'll say to you, never give up. This is worth fighting for, and you got to keep laboring and keep working. I want to let you know, you can make it. And you're headed to a place called victory. Keep laboring. Keep toiling. Keep going through your trials. Keep going through your tests. Keep going through whatever it is you're going through. There's a blessing on the other side of through. And so I want to let you know, uh, keep fighting, hang on in there and know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord and the Lord will not forget your labor love of that which you ministered toward the saints. I want to let you know that you, you are more than a conqueror through him that loved us. And so don't faint in the day of adversity because if we faint in the day of adversity, then our strength is small. So I want to let you know today that be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hmm? 
and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I want to let you know, you can make it. I want to say to you, as I uh, put some information on the screen for you, I want to say to you, don't let discouragement stop your progress in God. Hmm? Continue to sow, continue to pray, continue to fast, continue to seek the Lord, continue to encourage other believers to stay in the race. Hmm? Because God is not through with you yet. And I won't let you know, no matter what is going on in your life right now, hmm? the Lord Jesus Christ is yet in control. Hmm? God is still in control. And I want to let you know, God uh, helped Job through the situation. And I had uh, wanted to share with the people of God like I did a, a few months ago in Job chapter 42, verse number 10. When Job prayed for his friends, then God turned the captivity of Job. Hmm? God turned the captivity of Job and he gave him twice as much as he had before. And so I want to let you know, don't look at your lack or your inability, but look at the God that you serve. Hmm? Because the word of God tells us, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And I want to let you know, you are walking by faith and it's only by faith. Hmm? that the elders repeat, re, uh, uh, receive the good report. It's only by faith the elders obtain a good report. And I want to let you know that good report is going to be documented by God. Hmm? And so God will remember. He will remember you. And he will not forget your labor love. And so these are the faithful words of your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. We want to say God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we just want to say to uh, all other people of God, thank you uh, for joining us on the broadcast today. Uh, we hope that we've said something to encourage you, and we hope that you would uh, join us on Friday with our prayer, touch and agree prayer hour that you might uh, be available to pray with us, touch and agree on the great need that we have uh, in our world that we live in. There's a lot that we need to pray for as believers. And if you can't think of anything to pray for, uh, pray for Brother Newsom and pray for uh, all believers that God will continue to strengthen us uh, as we fight this good fight of faith. And so I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. We just want to... Uh, take a moment to uh we want to take take a moment to check and uh see if uh we have uh anyone on with us today that may want to share and so we have a few online we want to say to elder gerald green praise the lord my friend god bless you uh, i want to thank and praise god for elder green from minneapolis I want to say god bless you thanks for joining us today uh we hope that we have said something to encourage the body of Christ. And so uh, stay with God, stay on the battlefield and uh, Lord's will, we hope to see you on the other side. And uh, if we don't see you on the other side, we hope to see you here while we're here, praise God. And uh, 
it's my hope and trust and believing God that we all, if we walk and hold faithful to God promise, we will make it to the other side. And so that's my hope, desire, and prayer for all believers is that they would uh, be rapture ready until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so again, I am your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. Want to say, please, um, sow to us if you desire to do so. We're going to put it on the screen for you. Please sow to us if you desire to do so. And uh, God bless you. May God keep you in Jesus' name. Until next time, I'm your host, Elder Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you in Jesus' name.